This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Marketing Jam is brought to you by Cyber Impact, the email marketing platform made specifically for Canadian small businesses. Go to cyberimpact.com forward slash jelly, create a free account, and start sending Castle compliant promotional emails in just a few clicks. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. So I'm going to welcome you to the Marketing Jam show. We're so excited that you joined us today. And I'm really excited because we're talking to Christina from LinkedIn, which is really, really exciting. So Christina, why don't you start us off? Tell us your role at LinkedIn and what do you do there? Yeah, for sure. No, excited to be here, Darian. Uh, nice to be on the opposite side of the interview on this part. Um, I'm a client solutions manager working on the enterprise technology vertical here in Canada for LinkedIn. And essentially what I do is I work with our marketing partners to really help them um, with advice and strategy on their marketing strategy, helping them really be successful with LinkedIn. That's awesome. So when we first met, you were doing marketing at Shaw, correct? I was, absolutely. So I was heading up their content and social strategies. So I was actually interviewing you as part of um, a content series that I was developing. That's very cool. And, and Christina, you're the one we have to be um, thankful for for getting us onto uh, Skype. Because uh, those of you that are watching and, and listeners that don't know, you are part of the Skype Microsoft ecosystem. Why don't you explain how LinkedIn and Microsoft and Skype are all connected? Um, at, as LinkedIn, we're part of the whole Microsoft Corporation, and um, we were recently acquired by them. So we're one big kind of family there, and excited to be on Skype with you. It's very cool. Do you get to uh, play Xbox and Minecraft at work? <laughs> not quite. Um, not not too much uh, video game playing at work, but we do have like a lounge room at LinkedIn where we can go and relax and decompress and get our creative juices flowing. Cool. So I need to bring up something that was in the news recently. Uh, so Ryan Holmes uh, sends out an e-newsletter once in a while, and one of his uh, recent e-newsletters said that LinkedIn is the social channel to watch for 2019. Uh, I think you, you saw that and read it and you know Ryan. So what does that mean for you and, and, and how is that uh, reading that? Absolutely. We were really excited to, to hear that news from Ryan. Um, it's something that we have already known to be true for a long period of time. But to see someone that is very recognized in the tech community and is quite a thought leader on LinkedIn, recognize that we're something to watch is, is always exciting. Very cool. So I, I am on LinkedIn. I, uh, I am finding, um, thanks to Google Analytics and using a dashboard called Dash This, we, we get a, a summary all the time and most of our best quality traffic and some of the most traffic um, compared to all the social channels comes from LinkedIn, being that we're a business to business agency. So we're selling to other businesses. So again, I can speak to the fact that LinkedIn has been great for my own company and, uh, and our growth and, uh, and lead generation. Yeah, we're definitely happy to hear that. Quality leads is really kind of like our differentiator in the market. We're always kind of helping our advertisers with their attribution models and making sure that the, the quality of leads that is coming in is going to drive the most revenue. And so we're really helping our advertisers close that attribution loop from a, a lead to actual revenue. 
So we uh, are currently not doing any advertising on LinkedIn. We're currently just doing organic stuff. So our company posts updates, but then I personally am posting updates and which again, I find that as a person, I get more engagement than our company updates, which I don't know, is that something that's common amongst most brands? Yeah, um, not common, um, but what, what it's just showing to you that you have developed your own personal following and you've developed thought leadership content that is really resonating within the LinkedIn feed and um, you have that kind of algorithm built up for content relevancy. So you're, what you're seeing is that your content is being shared over and over within the feed because you've built up that relevancy over time. So what you'd experience is if you were doing some paid media with LinkedIn, um, you'd also experience the same effect over time. Over time, you'd build up that content relevancy score and you'd see um, your engagement and your overall reach kind of skyrocket over time. Cool. So as an individual on LinkedIn, can I advertise, like say, to download a white paper as much as I could advertise, say, on from my company page? Can I do the same on both? Uh, so you can't uh, technically do any like paid media as an individual. Um, you'd have okay. to go ahead and set up a company page and, and then set up um, a paid media account uh, tied to that company page. So being, uh, you know, we, we have a company page and so downloading a white paper, I saw that as an ad recently, which yeah. I thought was really, really smart because you can advertise to what specific people, like their job, does, you know, the job that they're in, their geographic location, what are some of the specifics we can do with LinkedIn advertising these days? Yeah, absolutely. So targeting is definitely one of our very strong points. Um, and our key differentiators. So what you're going to see is a very premium audience that you're going to be able to gain access to on LinkedIn. And you're going to be able to uh, target based on factors like their specific company, their specific job function, uh, seniority-based uh, targeting. You can also kind of bring your own data to LinkedIn. So you could upload key prospect lists or uh, key company lists that you're trying to go after into our platform and target based on that. So a lot of different factors and kind of what our differentiator is, is all of its uh, first party data. So that means a member actually when filling out their LinkedIn profile has to input it themselves. Whereas some, some of the other platforms do more rely on third party data or inferred data. So um, I need to ask, are you an iOS or an Android user? Uh, I am iOS. I'm an Apple user. Cool. And what are some of your favorite apps that you use on the daily? So for me, I'm kind of a travel junkie. So I love to travel. I love to explore new places, experience new things. So one of my key apps is Hopper. And okay. so that allows me to just kind of track uh, flights and uh, make sure I'm getting like the cheapest flight I possibly can and kind of plan my next vacation. And then in tandem with that, I use the WestJet app. So I used mm -hmm. to work at WestJet in their marketing department. So very brand loyal to the WestJet team mm -hmm. and love the fact that it can count down your next uh, days to vacation. So use that quite frequently. And then another one that um, I'm really finding very valuable for my professional development is Grammarly. 
Uh, so Grammarly oh, yeah. allows me to kind of refine um, my grammar, my writing style, and I use it basically on everything, everything from a LinkedIn message to um, an email to an article that I'm writing to post. Cool. Do you use the LinkedIn app? I do use the LinkedIn app. That's, <laughs> that should have been my number one app. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So, okay, I find that my experience on the LinkedIn app is different than on a desktop because I find the app just makes it so easy to to engage on LinkedIn, whereas the desktop is almost a different experience. It's a little more work. Would you agree? So it's meant to be a different experience because it is a different user in a different mindset. And so the functionality on the mobile app will be streamlined a little bit more for ease of use. Uh, one cool thing that you should definitely try with your LinkedIn app is LinkedIn Nearby. So okay, that yeah. is kind of like Bluetooth enabled technology where you can use it literally anywhere, um, maybe at an event conference, at a networking event, turn it on and connect with people nearby and instantly add them to your LinkedIn network. At the next big networking event, almost the event organizers should get everyone to download the LinkedIn app and turn that on during like a little kind of intro to the event. That should be like a common thing now. Absolutely. We, we do it at all of our uh, LinkedIn events, all of our LinkedIn marketing labs here in Canada. And we, we get people connecting because uh, we love to like help people grow their professional networks. It's really cool. So as someone who is working at LinkedIn, what are maybe the top three pieces of advice you'd give someone for their LinkedIn profile who's in the marketing advertising agency world, which is our listenership typically? Yeah, of course. Um, so number one, add a professional photo. I think that's, that's like a number one myth for a lot of individuals. And it's proven on our platform. If you add a professional photo, your views go up, your connection requests go up, and people are able to put a face to a name. And what I recommend is not kind of taking the typical selfie, um, but actually going ahead and investing in a professional headshot, either with a photographer or a friend that's willing to take um, a few tries, a few photos, and making sure that you're uh, representing yourself as you'd represent yourself at work. So no vacation uh, spots, no um, kind of lounging on beach shots. Um, think of this as your professional brand and make sure you're, you're looking like that. Cool. That's great. And, and then, any other advice that you give? Yeah. yeah. And then some other advice is I'd invest in um, posting rich media to your LinkedIn profile. So post key videos from your specific events or your specific brand activations. Um, post also like key projects, key presentations. Use that as kind of an added storytelling feature to enhance your LinkedIn profile and get people engaging with it more. And video, you, in, again, in the recent year, you guys have allowed us to upload video directly to LinkedIn versus just using Vimeo or YouTube outlinks, correct? Absolutely. It's, it's one of our most exciting product launches. And I actually had the privilege of sitting on our Global Tiger team to help launch this product. And so video is something near and dear to my heart as a past mm -hmm. content marketer. Yeah. I produced yeah. so many different video series. And so when LinkedIn brought this for the B2B marketer, I was just thrilled. 
and we're seeing such great success with um, both our B2B and B2C advertisers leveraging video. Um, I'm just excited about where this is going to go in the future. Awesome. And, and thinking of the future and, and, and about the future, is there any uh, products or things that we should be on the lookout for with LinkedIn? Yeah, for sure. So um, if you haven't checked out the new pages experience, that's something I would really strongly encourage advertisers to check out. There's tons of new features that are built in um, for organic marketing just to make marketers better equipped to promote their, their products, their services, promote their brands on LinkedIn, and truly understand what their industry is consuming, what their members and target audience are consuming. And uh, one of the most exciting features of LinkedIn pages is the content suggestions. Hmm. So as a company page admin, you're able to search uh, different industries um, and look at what members are consuming on the platform in terms of content. Mm. So that can be really, really helpful for content marketing managers or social media managers that are looking to curate a content strategy and seeing what could potentially resonate with their specific target audience. So Christina, I need to ask, what happened to LinkedIn groups? Like I remember being part of groups that were like crazy active and then it, they, they got hidden and now they're back, but are they back? So what do I do with my groups that I'm a part of or are, are, are we shutting down groups or what's happening there? Yeah, for sure. The latest that I've heard from our product team is that they are looking at revamping groups and revitalizing okay. them. Um, so stay okay. tuned for that. Um, but okay. Um, as of now, I think like think of groups as um, an extension of your brand. Think of it okay. um, as an investment in time. So if you were to invest in a company page on LinkedIn, um, spend the same amount of time curating content and crafting messages for that audience within the group as well. Okay. So it's similar to Facebook had a similar issue, right? They made groups and what were they for versus pages. And again, everyone goes through that period of time, right? Everyone goes through puberty and you're figuring out who you are and how things work and what are groups for, what are pages for. So, but I, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm thankful to know that there's, there is something coming down the pipe. And, and I heard a rumor and, and you can maybe nor confirm nor deny it, but is LinkedIn going to be doing live video soon? Yes. So the rumor is okay. true. <laughs> okay. We're actually in a beta right now. So um, okay. a few different advertisers around the globe are testing out live video. And that's okay. something we're really excited for, for members to use as well as our companies to use. That's really cool. And, and what else? Anything else coming down the pipe that we should keep an eye out for when it comes to LinkedIn or that we should be doing on LinkedIn? Yeah. So there's... I would say stay tuned to the LinkedIn Marketing Solutions blog. Um, that's okay. going to have like the latest um, product okay. updates. Um, there's tons coming down the pipeline. We're working fast and furious on developing tools and developing um, products that are really catered to marketers being able to like more effectively do their jobs as well as more effectively have a seat at the table within the business organization and being able to prove out their revenue, prove out their ROI and their impact on the company. 
Okay, so Christina, I'm giving you, a, I'm giving you a, a, maybe a dream here, a dream come true, but if you could shake the shoulders of CMOs, marketing directors, agency folks, and just be like, just be doing this for your brand on LinkedIn. Why aren't you doing this? So you've got an audience now. What would you say is like the main thing they should be doing? Like what, what do they need to wake up to about LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah. What is, is Ryan calling us to when he says LinkedIn is the social channel to watch for 2019? So the biggest thing that um, I always talk to um, my tech enterprise partners with mm -hmm. is having that full funnel approach on LinkedIn. Okay. So I think a lot of advertisers, especially in, yeah, there you go. That's my <laughs> in, funnel. That's my funnel. For <laughs> in the digital space have mm -hmm. kind of gotten caught up in their lead generation efforts. Mm -hmm. And they're only focusing on lead generation. And they're forgetting about how to fill that funnel. And mm -hmm. in order to fill that funnel with new leads and new prospects and people that can be nurtured um, to actually uh, convince and convert on your products, you need to have that brand awareness in place. Mm -hmm. And so at LinkedIn, we kind of uh, refer to it as the war on brand. Because what, mm. we're, what we're seeing is that there's so many companies that have set up lead generation teams, but they haven't set up brand teams that are focused on developing brand content on LinkedIn. Mm. So, and what we see in the long term with um, advertisers that do invest in um, mm -hmm. a full funnel approach, um, they're seeing a lot more success in terms of higher conversion rates and um, more engagement and a longer term kind of um, uh, a strategy built for longevity rather than a strategy built for kind of short term success. That's really cool. That's really, really helpful. What are maybe some um, podcasts you listen to or blogs you follow or magazines that you read that you recommend to, to marketers out there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so for me, I love uh, listening into um, podcasts that are focused on entrepreneurs. Uh, so recently, we actually started a podcast podcast club here at LinkedIn, where we meet every so often and uh, discuss a certain podcast. So the most recent one that we've been listening to is How I Built This. And so it, it, it speaks to different entrepreneurs and their struggles, their challenges, their successes on how they built different um, businesses. And it's really just interesting to see um, how they've been able to build things from the ground up. And then in terms of um, blogs and articles, other than LinkedIn, um, getting your content from there, um, I'd highly recommend to other marketers the Content Marketing Institute. I, I follow them, I subscribe to their weekly newsletter, and I constantly find valuable pieces of uh, content, valuable pieces of marketing research that I can use in my discussions with other marketing VPs or directors um, on um, my tech partners. That's really helpful, thank you. And as far as um, LinkedIn is concerned, what are some of the like the training you guys offer and the kind of the online, I've seen some of that, the online schools and like courses. Tell me maybe a bit more about that. Like, is it kind of like the lynda.com yeah. built within LinkedIn? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we have a number of different ways that you can get up to speed on LinkedIn. Um, 
there is absolutely the LinkedIn Learning Avenue where there's so many free um, online courses that you have access mm -hmm. to through a LinkedIn Learning membership. And there's mm -hmm. everything from how to build a digital strategy to mm -hmm. how to approach brand marketing to even how to refine your presentation skills. So LinkedIn Learning is an amazing hub of activity um, to kind of engage uh, yourself and, and uh, up-level your skill set. And then for like specifically LinkedIn marketing, um, we actually just launched a customer success hub. So in that success hub, you're going to have tons of training materials, tons of case studies, tons of um, blogs and thought leadership content to really help you with your marketing efforts and help your organization succeed. And then if you're lucky enough to have um, a dedicated LinkedIn team, um, such as myself, you can always reach out to myself and, and get the latest um, information and training. We do tons of in-person training and specifically um, LinkedIn marketing labs, which we're, we're hosting a lot more of um, specifically in Canada. That's awesome. So if, yeah, if someone has never advertised on LinkedIn before and they're interested in, and maybe getting some of their clients into it because they've always done Google, they've always done Facebook, they've always they've even dabbled in Twitter, they've even done Bing, yeah. right, which is your, your, your cousin brand over there. I don't know, what do you refer to as Bing? Your cousin, sister-in-law, <laughs> aunt, I, cool uncle? I, I would say cool uncle. That, that fits. Cool uncle. Yeah, okay. I like that. <laughs> um, so if they want to get started in LinkedIn advertising, what, what would you suggest they do? Where do they go from here? Yeah, I would, I would navigate to the success hub. Uh, first off, mm -hmm. um, and if uh, you don't have a dedicated LinkedIn team, you can actually um, operate purely online. So mm -hmm. in the Success Hub, it'll teach you how to set up an online account. Um, mm -hmm. And within the tool, there's tons of different prompts and um, messaging that will really help you, guide you step by step on the setup process. And then also as you're getting your campaigns up and running, there'll be a lot of notifications along the way to advise you on best practices, to advise you on your strategy. And um, once you get up to speed, um, reading case studies, seeing what other partners have found success doing can be really helpful in uh, crafting your LinkedIn strategy. Okay. Christina, are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Okay. Go for it. Sorry. So, <laughs> Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Mm, Starbucks. Toronto or Vancouver? Vancouver. WestJet or Air Canada? WestJet. Okay, whiskey or wine? Wine. Red wine or white wine? Red wine. Okay, that was good. You did awesome. You <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. So, Christina, what, if you were to give some um, kind of closing remarks about like what your role is and, and, and advice that you give marketers, what's something else that maybe you want to leave with people to be like, hey guys, this is some advice that you need to hear. This is something that people really need to be thinking about and chewing on when it comes to LinkedIn and the brands they represent and maybe the brand that they themselves work for because I think all the marketers that maybe work agency side especially um, are B2B marketers themselves. What, what's something that you would want to close with to, to make sure people hear? Yeah. So one of the things that I really hit home with our tech marketers is they, they used to have the saying, content is king. And I still do believe content is king, 
But what I believe is that context is even more important. Hmm. And so I'll, I'll tell a little bit of a story around context. Mm-hmm. Um, back in, I think it was around 2007, they did an experiment where it was a very world-renowned uh, violinist called, called Josh Bell. And mm-hmm. what they did with this world-renowned violinist is they had him go to a Washington, D.C. subway station. And they had him play one of the most complex and one of the most beautiful pieces of music. And he was playing on, I think it was like a $3 million violin. So all of the right elements were there. But he was in the wrong context. So he was in Washington, D.C. subway station where people are hurrying around. Mm-hmm. They're not really focused on their surroundings. They're not really focused on investing time at the subway stop. So they didn't actually stop to listen. They didn't stop to hear what he had to play. They didn't engage with him at all. And overall, they didn't give him tips. So he made like $32 in the span of like mm. six hours or something like that. Mm. And just like two days prior to that, Um, He had actually sold out an entire arena and that every seat in that arena was like a hundred dollars per seat. Mm -hmm. So he was very, very well sought after in the right context. Mm -hmm. So I tell this story a lot to our tech marketers because context is so, so important. You can't just have the right content, but you also have to have that right content in the right environment. So what I encourage our marketers to think about is, are you advertising on platforms where people are kind of rushing around, they're hurrying, mm. they're, they're kind of quick in and out? Or are you advertising on platforms where people are investing a lot of time and they're spending time and they want to be there? Mm. And we always kind of say to our marketers, you are what you, what you signal. And so in kind of like marketing theory, we talk about marketing signaling. And we talk about advertisers um, being in premium contacts can actually help their brand grow and develop. Hmm. And um, we use like some of our like scientific research to back this up. Um, But what, what the scientific research shows is that consumers can intuitively link Um, the quality and the expensiveness of the product with the expensiveness Mm. of the advertising. So Mm. you look at brands like Apple. They're buying Mm. the most expensive advertising. They're in premium contacts. Mm. And often their advertising doesn't even feature products. Mm -hmm. So, So we use that kind of example of marketing signaling is they are one of the most successful brands in the world arguably maybe the most. And it's all because of how they have gone to market in terms of their advertising and focusing on that premium environment. So Mm -hmm. what we kind of focus on with our marketers at LinkedIn is LinkedIn has that premium environment where people Mm -hmm. do feel like they can come invest time. They feel like they're in a premium environment. They, Mm -hmm. They feel like they're um, advancing their careers, advancing their goals. 
So when advertisers come and sponsor content within the environment, they are also very receptive to receiving that because they're in a certain professional mindset. So would you say, like, again, to compare environments, like there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's, you know, Instagram, would you say, not to compare you and, and say what other people are, but would you say LinkedIn is kind of like in Vancouver, there'd be like the Vancouver Club or the Terminal City Club? For sure. Like it's more of a prestigious business person's club that you come and you're there and you mean business. Absolutely. You're there to invest time. You're there to connect with other individuals. You're there to get industry updates. You're there to yep. search products. And you're there to connect, right? Whereas maybe some, on, some other platforms, you're there to kind of uh, get caught up with friends and family, watch cool videos. You're there to mm -hmm. be entertained rather than to invest time. So Christina, I recently updated my LinkedIn so that in order to connect with me now, you have to know my email address. Oh, Is that awesome. okay that I've gone that route? Because I was just, it was just too many, I'd get these requests, but I wouldn't know 80% of them. So now I've kind of just tried to make it so I'm not having to filter so much through requests. You're just too popular, Darian. <laughs> no, it's more, I don't know who these, I think it maybe it happens to everyone. It's like, you know, a guy from Nigeria who has an inheritance and I'm like, I, I don't know you, I, but thank you for offering an inheritance. But, but again, I, I guess the filter on there, everyone has their level of filtration they can do, correct? Absolutely. Um, as like a member on LinkedIn, you have full access um, to your data and privacy settings. So it's kind of up to you on what you feel comfortable with. Um, so a lot of people um, will set that kind of level of uh, privacy where you have to know someone's email address in order to connect. Mm -hmm. Other people will just kind of respond back to connection requests and say, uh, refresh my memory on how we know each other. Yeah. Or, yeah. or ask, you know, um, love that you reached out to connect. How, how do you see... Um, like a mutually beneficial relationship. What would you like to chat about? Mm -hmm. And so everyone kind of takes their different approach. Um, no approach is a wrong approach on LinkedIn. And mm -hmm. um, it's, it's kind of up to that individual number. That's awesome. So Christina, if someone reaches out, they've listened to the show, they've watched the show, they reach out, are you going to accept their, uh, their connection? I will if they um, provide me with a little bit of detail and how, how they think, um, it would be valuable to connect with me and, and what they'd like to learn. Um, if they're content marketers, if they're social media marketers, um, if they're digital marketers, definitely um, we can connect. And I, I love to grow my network and love mm -hmm. to learn from other marketers and, uh, and learn new things. So would love to. That's cool. So they should maybe add a note on it. I, I saw you on the Marketing Jam show. Absolutely. Let's be, Absolutely. Let's be a connection. That's awesome. Christina, you've been a gem. Thank you so much. We uh, are big fans of LinkedIn here at Marketing Jam. We, we post our show on LinkedIn. It's typically where we get a lot of engagement. So uh, we've been wanting to have someone from LinkedIn on the show for a long time. So thank you for being with us here today. Thank you everyone who's been tuned in on the Marketing Jam. This has been a great one with Christina from LinkedIn and excited to see you on LinkedIn and uh, we'll connect. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time.
spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.